Yes, it's us again, folks. It may be one more week of the January sales, uh, but we are here every Thursday, and the Champ.ie podcast certainly will be running longer than the sale in the mother-in-law's favourite boutique, you'll be pleased to hear, right the way through to the Cheltenham Festival and beyond. And uh, at no possible inexpense spared, uh, we've raided the bargain basement for three eminent gentlemen. Unfortunately, uh, none of them reached the final of Clairvoyance Monthly, who they're interviewing for the new editor's job tonight. But please welcome the three wise men, or that's what it says here. Uh, Thomas Coyle, who's bottom right of your screen. Bottom left of your screen is the Irish field's finest, well disguised as Ronan Groom. And top left is the chairman of the Energemine fan club, who's on a fine every time more than six that he mentions the name of that horse in the next half hour, Mr. Barry Doyle. Welcome to a massive weekend of racing. It really is uh, one of the best. And uh, we're going to start straight away with Ascot. Only four runners going to post for the grade one Clarence House, but what a quartet. Unbeaten Shishkin, unbeaten Energimine, and we will hear from Paul Townend a little bit later, who has the steering on Energimine. And he, of course, also, if the weather allows it, rides at Lingfield on Friday. And then we have First Follow, who, let us remember, won the race a year ago and is no forlorn hope of causing a shock. And Amula Gold for the Skeletons completes the quartet. I drew lots as to who I was going to ask to do first innings on this. And uh, let's uh, put the watch on him, shall we? Uh, Barry Doyle, who's your forecast bet behind in Urgemeen? I don't know. He comes home alone, doesn't he? Um, I No, listen, cannot wait for this. Um, I would say going at Ascot, uh, the track, uh, I think it's going to be a big benefit to him uh, going right-handed. Uh, lots been made of the ground over the last... Uh, two seasons, Thomas Kyle has had to go at an urge on ground. I think soft ground is obviously going to be a help. Uh, Siskin, um, the idea with him going, I suppose, obviously, the way he jumped the last day, uh, going right-handed, I thought he jumped out to his left. So that was a negative uh, for me on, on, on Siskin. And I'd say take seven to four, because it could be the best price you get on an urge for a long, long time. I think he goes and wins and uh, justifies all the talk. Mr. Groom. Yeah, it's a cracker, Mike, isn't it? Um, uh, Firstly, it's a no-bet race for me, but just let me expand quickly on the two. I just think it's a a brilliant race. I think Shishkin, Barry's just trying to wind up all those those opposing fans by calling the horse after that Irish Guineas winner instead of his actual name, which is Shishkin. Uh, I think he's the right favourite still. Look, he's just about the better of the two horses for me. I think if Energamine is going to beat him, it, it, it's got to be here. I think if Energamine can't can't beat him here, he's he's got no chance of Cheltenham, given Shishkin's uh, proven form around that track. Uh, seven of four is fair enough, I think. The soft ground, right-handed, all that suits uh, Energamine in my book. And look, it's it's a question of can he keep 
keep up the pace strong enough to to see off the turn of foot of Shishkin. It's an absolute cracker. It's not a race that you have to have a bet in. It's one of those ones you can sit back and just watch it. It's a no-bet race for me, but of the two of them, I'd, I'd like to see an Urgemeen win. Uh, obviously, the Irish horse coming over the soft ground. I think that'll set it up lovely then for Cheltenham because Shishkin's got the proven form of Cheltenham. The one angle I would take into the race maybe is if Nurjami does go and win, maybe Shishkin becomes a bet then for the champion chase. I just think the Cheltenham form there is, is significant and maybe the quicker ground as well would suit. Him. So uh, no bet race for me, but really looking forward to it. Uh, Mr. Coyle? Yeah, look, it's cracker. Um, I, I, I do think an urgent name probably will be this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Barry was... Really Jesus, Tom, it's a kisser. Early. You've changed your chance. I know, and I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind probably Shishkin's best run over fences was his last run beating um, Grandestine by 10 lengths, beating the Tingle Creek winner. Because if you go back through his other form, like the only horse that keeps popping up is El Dorado Adam, really, in his chase form. And we know he's not going to be at the top table, really. Um, as you could say, with an urge name, the horse that keeps creeping up in his form is Captain Guinness. He's not going to be there either, to be honest. Um, but I just think with ground... Um, an urgent aim if if he puts the, the gun the gun to Shishkin's head and he just hits that flat spot for a little bit, he might just get away and might just have a little bit too much for him on the day. Ground is important. Do you think it's the the third quarter? That's when an urge I mean really you mentioned putting the gun to Shishkin's head. Uh, to mm. me, Siskin, ever since the Supreme Novice run, you know. I, I've like, been I've been thinking, do you go up and trip with this horse? You know, he's he's yeah, always hit that. He go back to that. He's, like, he's always got, hit that flat spot. Yeah, like horses that he bet in that supreme as well. Like you got Asterian for Lange with fourth and that. Like they're three mile chasers now at the minute. Like so, probably is. But uh, I just think will first flow probably jump off and give them a lead or what? Well, I wouldn't be too surprised to see an urgent mean try and make all. Yeah, definitely, well, great, yeah, great definitely. Great one thing, one thing you can have a large yeah. price with me is Shishkin won't be in the front rank early doors. Yeah, that's yeah. a certain thing. Because, but... like, that, that's that's probably going to be the biggest thing about this race is literally tactics. Like, who it's going to be very cat and mouse because the two boys are obviously realistically it's a two horse race and they're going to be looking at each other to see who's going to play their cards first. Um, as Rowan says, look, the Irish way. You'd like to see Willie's horse go and do it. So um yeah, look at six to four, seven to four, he's probably a bit. Mike, you're talking about first flow and, and, and a lot of the, the Siskin spoofers have been, you know, talking up first flow as as uh, as a way into the race for Siskin because he's gonna you know set it up for Siskin out the back. But for me, you saw what happened notebook down at Cork. He tried to go with an urge mean for almost the full circuit. He ended up needing a lung transplant. So uh, first flow goes goes at, goes after uh, an urge mean. I think it's already going to end in tears. And uh, I don't know. He could be fitting Shiskin to pair of cheek pieces after after Saturday. <laughs> well, let's um, move on, shall we? Uh, I think we know where certain people's naps are going. Uh, and we'll come back to that at the end of the programme. Um, but the rest of us get slightly disappointing numerically. That um, wherever you look um, in England, the number of runners is disappointing. Well, Taunton's got the biggest field. A couple of decent races. The Mayor's Hurdles are great too, with my sister Sarah from Willie Mullins. And the 85 Grand Handicap Chase only got eight runners. Um, Roman, anything to add to the rest of Ascot before we move to Haydock? Yeah, um, 145, the Holloway's Handicap Hurdle there, Mike. I like Gary Claremont for the O'Neill's. 
Uh, I've kind of I backed this horse the last day for the Betfair Exchange Trophy. Thought he ran really well there. Uh, he finished third to Tritonic, stayed on towards the end of that race. So I take the step up to this trip with Suit. Uh, he's got two really good runs at Hascot um, so far this season. Uh, and as I said, I think the step up trip will suit his penultimate run. He was second to a horse called Captain Morgs and probably should have won that race. I think he idled on the run in. And once the Captain Morgs went by him, he, he picked up again. I think he's um, he, he's rock solid there. He's at the top of the market. Um, and I didn't think it was a, an unduly strong race. Definitely not as strong as the Betfair Exchange Trophy. I think... Um, Fanyan Destreval is interesting in that big uh, handicap chase. You said uh, I think he had a entry for Linkfield on 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 um, Sunday at the new race there, the Fleur de Fleur de Lise race. But they've come here and put Lucy Turner on in payment seven. Uh, I think that could, that's interesting enough that he goes to a handicap off top weight. But I think this is a really progressive horse, um, and this unexposed over this intermediate trip and a sees five to one there, which makes plenty of appeal to me. Again, taking on the O'Neills there at Palmer's Hill, but I like this Fanny Destreval. I've followed them now. I thought I was thought he'd win the Silvianaco Conti last um, uh, week, but he comes here for this uh, big pot. So uh, five to one, I thought was fair enough for him as well. Barry. Anything else caught your eye, Ascot? Uh, no, but before we move on to Haydock, Mike, I just want to mention um, Love Envy, who runs at Lingfield. We're all talking about Lingfield and the um, the Winter Millions kicks off tomorrow, of course, 12.50. There's a, there's a hot little mare's um, novice hurdle. Uh, Nurse Susan, she's unbeaten. She goes there. She heads the market for the Skeletons at 2-1. to one. Um, It's a hot little... A hot little affair, a rainy day woman. Uh, she's joined favourite two to one. She's she's uh, also three. Uh, well, she's she's won her last three starts. Uh, she impressed me last day. But love envy for Harry Fry, uh, a point to point winner for Sean Doyle. Um, she's also unbeaten over hurdles, and I think she could be a bit of value at five to one. Uh, I like the way she won uh, over two and a half miles um, at Warwick, which is a kind of a similar track. You know, it's it's a it's left it's a it's it's left handed and sharp track. Uh, but she steps back and trip. She was very, very keen on both of her last starts. And I think a step back and trip to two miles will suit her. Uh, that's Love Envoy. And, no, no, and let me say that meeting is subject to an inspection in the morning. Jack Frost is about and he hasn't got a ticket. Um, so Lingfield Friday is subject to an inspection. Um, what about you and Ascot, uh, Tommy? Anything to add? Yeah, just um, the mayor's hurdle. Um, interest in that Western Victory. Um, she was a good mayor over here. She she done her rounds now from Colin Bowes, but she ended up with Deck Queely. She was sold for eighty thousand there at um, in December, and she's with um, Emma Lavelle now. First run for her, so she's interesting. Um, she takes on my sister Sarah. For me, she was disappointing at Leperstown the last time behind Royal Kahala. Um and Molly Ollie, Molly Ollie Waters. Um, if you you can pull a line through the race and um, the buzz race, she was well bet. But before that, she bet a good yardstick of Paul Nichols Miranda. So it's a good. There's a small field, but it's a good little race. But I think over the three mile, um, Western Victory. What she done in Clamell, she digs it out. Um, she bet Minx Tiara and Burrow Saint. So she she be a pick there. Um, just one in the handicap before that as well. Um, an ex Willie Mullins horse in Golo. Um, he got very frustrating over here, but he didn't run too bad on first run for Anne Duffield. Um, he's actually eight pounds better off for about 10 lengths with one of the favourites, Stellar Magic. Um, Kevin Brogan has impressed me riding over there in the last couple of seasons. 
he started out with Gordon Elliott and has made the move and we've all seen his exploits there through the winter. So he's good value for his three pounds. So um in Golo, I think maybe the style of race might suit him a bit better and um for a second run for the yard he could pop in there at a nice each way price. Well that's Ascot. Let's move to Haydock and the feature, the Peter Marsh. Not the race it used to be in many ways. I mean, Fort Gold Cup winners won this, the likes of the Thinker going back through the years, and Earth Summit won it, going on to win the National. Jadami won it twice. Uh, it's competitive. Royal Pagal has top weight, and the question surely is, can he give the weight away to his rivals? Well, an eminent member of this panel said to me just before we went on air, dry January did me wonders. Does that include solving big handicaps, Ronan Grimm? <laughs> probably not but you're showing your age there mike because all i remember to peter marsh is is an absolute slog around haydock and i've never seen a gold cup winner really uh, uh emerge from it and the same as last year when Roy Pagai he, he showed his prowess around the course uh soft ground haydock is a speciality for a lot of horses and they duly then went for the gold cup but it wasn't the uh probably wasn't the right call he was well held there although he finished sixth but he was you know the, the quicker ground probably found him out he was a real progressive horse coming into this last season, Mike, but yeah, it, it's a bit different this time around. He was obviously second to Alplutar, but well beaten um, earlier in the Betfair chase, and they probably just put him away, come back here on a soft ground. You have to respect him, and he has a lot of these out of the handicap proper, like even if you look down at the bottom there, um, Empire Steel, who a lot of people are fancying, was a bit unlucky at Weatherby last time, uh, could have could have won that race, the Royal America, uh, when he came down uh, in the straight. He's, he's actually three pounds out of the handicap because of Royal Pagai's rating here. The one I really like, and I do, do think he's overpriced, is this Lord de Maze Neil. He's, he's got four runs at Haydock, and he's finished first three times and second uh, a lot of the time over this course and distance. I think just think that's rock solid. He's three pounds higher than his last win in Mark, and he was second in that Weatherby race to Goodbye Bobby. He's an out-and-out stayer. Um, people are saying Empire Steel has a bit of course form as well, but that was... Uh, three miles, one and a half furlongs on decent ground. Three miles, four and a half furlongs. Or the three mile, one and a half furlong here on heavy ground is a different kettle of fish around Haydock. You really, really do need to stay. So I do like this Richard Hobson horse. Each way, eight to one. I think that's that's a really big price. Tommy Coyle. Yeah, um, Royal Pagoy deserves to be favourite. Rock solid. He would have to jump a bit better, though, than he did the last day. He, he made an awful lot of mistakes in that race against... Um, at Plutard, he would have to jump a bit better, but um, Venetia Williams and Charlie Deutsch have been flying this winter, so deserve it. Um, one that I went for in each way, um, kind of price was Fort Eskew. He's he, he's out of the handicap as well, but they're claiming five off him with you Nugent. Um, the seven in the Labrook, look, he plugged on from the back the whole way, and um, this kind of lightweight in his back again, good test of stamina. Um, he shouldn't be far away. Um, so yeah, that's that was kind of my each way. But I do think the class act of the race is the top weight, and if he does jump a bit better, he he should be hard beat around there. I want Empire Steel here. Um, I, I I believe he's a good chance. He came down um, four out when travelling well at um, a similar track course. Weatherby last time. Uh, he's an eight year old. He's lightly raced. He's only had six runs, um, and off a weight of ten four. And Brian Hughes up, I think he's, I think he'd go well here. I think five to one, there's still a bit of value in that price and I could see him being supported. Fancy him. 
Elsewhere at Haydock, um, John Bonner against my side. An interesting Skybet Supreme trial. John Bonner, of course, the big money horse. And Navajo Pass trying to win the Unibet hurdle for the second year running. Um, anybody got any thoughts on the rest of the Haydock card, uh, Tommy Cor? No, I'm looking forward to seeing John Bonner, what he'd done the last day off a ridiculously slow pace early when beating Colonel Mustard. Um, he looks exciting. Um, Harry Fryhurst would probably give him a race and I'm waiting for Barry Doyle there to pick a big outsider there because he was ranting and raving one day down the phone to me did you see this yoke in Newcastle and my god I, I don't know if he's more excited about that or getting married about this horse so I'd let him take that one away yeah the, um, yeah, the horse we're talking about and... am I still there? yeah 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 the horse in question is Donny Boy um yeah so he's, he was a point winner for aiden fitzgerald um was an impressive bumper winner um 15 lengths at kelso uh, and has since won over hurdles he's look he's connor o'farrell nick alexander a uh, combination he's 20 to 1 i saw he came in for support earlier in the week uh was back then he was nibbled at um but you can get as big as 20 to 1 on him i'm not saying he's going to go and beat john bon um but i'd be hoping for him to to run a uh, a solid race and look he's five to one without the favorite so uh, anyone that wants to may play against john bond i think that this horse i think will run well um and he's a he's a lovely prospect going forward that's donny boy so tom coyle you're absolutely right uh, and uh, mr groom um 12 to one never hope pass to win this back to back the 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 uh chairman hurdle trial but it's got very little relevance to what's going to happen in march has it no, it doesn't, Mike. And uh, I, well, like Tommy's Oscar is really progressive, but he's not going to be a champion hurdle horse. I, I'd imagine he'll he'll go and win here. The soft ground is fine. He's a great story actually for the Hamiltons. Only have a small string. You probably know a lot more about them than, than we do, uh, Mike. But it's uh, it's great to see them have another good horse. They only have four horses, I believe. Um, Nutswell has won them. They've done really well with him as well. Uh, and as the lad said, I'm looking forward to see Jean Bon. Earlier on, it's over to him now to try and be the next horse to impress in the Supreme Market. Uh, and it's interesting, Might I takes him on because uh, that's a, a good line of form between him and his stable mate, Constitution Hill, who beat Might I 14 lengths uh, and then that was hurdle at Sandown. So it'd be interesting to see if John Bond could do the same. And hopefully, we actually get a properly run race this time with John Bond. He's it's been a bit of a farce the first two starts. They've gone no pace at the beginning and he's kind of sprinted away from in the straight. So hopefully, something goes and makes it. and. Uh, we can see John Bond, uh, how he handles that sort of uh, test because he hasn't really had it over hurdles yet. So, yeah, it's not a huge betting card underneath the par Peter Marshall Haydock, uh, Mike, but there are a few Cheltenham clues as well. We'll talk about the Irish weekend at Navin with Tiger Roll on Saturday and the big grade two at uh, Thurley's on Sunday afterwards. But, of course, this is a huge weekend for the Irish champion jump jockey Paul Townend flying in to ride mean in the big showdown at Ascot on Saturday. And Barry has been talking to him. Delighted to bring Paul Townend to the Champion League podcast, episode number 10 of the season. So a treat for Champion League listeners. And Paul, it's on the clash that we wanted for so long in Urgemean and Siskin. Um, how excited are you? Yeah, usually uh, it's... Uh... I suppose it's 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 a clash that we we all, everyone hoped would happen last March, um, but we're 
it's looking like it's going it's going to take place this weekend and, and we're really excited about it. We've we're we're playing away from home, but um it's yeah, look it's it's exciting. The the two of them are very special horses. Uh when you have a, a one sixty odd rated chaser in first flow in, in the race and he's not spoken about um you know it it, it shows how good the, the other two uh are, are supposed to be anyway. How is he in Urgemin? Yeah, seen as well. Um, came out of his run in, in Cork really well. Uh, Sean had a, a good trail around there on him. Uh, unfortunately, I was, I was still on the sidelines, but uh, rare to get getting his back. He's look, he's he's huge, huge potential, and uh, we um, he's he's an exciting horse to, to be getting the leg up on any day. The the way he runs and and you know he. Riding good two mile chasers over fences is, is why we do the job is, is for that trail and that pose. Yeah, I, I suppose I, I don't think you've ever hidden how much you love this fellow. I remember on his chasing debut uh, at Gorham Park, the smile on your face. What what is, what is it about him? Yeah, he's he's assured of himself um, and, and 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 he has huge ability. So uh, it's hard not to get excited about him. It, it's hard to to I suppose explain the trail. Right, the likes of him will, will give someone if, if they haven't experienced it themselves. And, um, you know, I kind of got the sense of that off of Sean after I spoke to him after he, he rode him in Cork that, um, you know, I could feel the, the excitement in his voice. So, uh, these, 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 to ride the likes of these horses is, is why we do it. And uh, I'm very lucky that, that we have uh, a few of them in, in Cusall. But, like, what type of character is he at home? Is he, is he laid back? Is he... Does he get on his toes very much? What type of character? How, how would you describe him? No, he's very professional. Um, Imran, Imran rides him at home the whole time. Uh, I, I wouldn't actually get to ride him a, a whole lot. He gets on really well with him and, and really likes to keep the, the riders on them that, that suit them at home. So, um, no, he goes about his business very professionally and, and he's the same at the races. So, um yeah, he's he, you know he he he's not going to he's not the the hurricane fly type that's going to take your fingers off you if you stick him in over the door. But at the same time, he, he has a, a little bit of character about him that uh, he's a presence about him, I suppose, uh, which a lot of the good horses do. Um, you you just you you see him and and if you didn't know what he was, you'd you, you'd know he was good. What would you say is his biggest strength? He jumps very well. He's very. Uh, hopefully, I don't put the markers on him now. But um, he's he's very assured of himself, um, and and he covers a lot of ground. He like he he has everything, I suppose, to to make him into a, a top level horse. Um, he's it, it, it's usually hard to make the transition from from his novice season to the open company, but. Um, he done it very well in Cork. Obviously, it's going to be a bigger test on Saturday. But to me, he holds all the the right attributes to to make that uh, transition. In that he's he's sure himself jumping, and you know he, he has the ability to to carry it through. Mm, yeah, very exciting um, ahead of the weekend. And look, I suppose soft ground. You know, uh, the majority of his winning has been on soft ground. Um, as of yesterday, the ground here was 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 soft at Ascot, a big open track. Um, do you think that's to his advantage? Ah, uh, yeah, Ascot's a beautiful track. Uh, very fair track. Uh, 
big track, uh, good fences around there. I think he's he's pretty adaptable to to, to courses like that. To be honest, um, he can go right or left handed. He showed that in in Bogorn, um and Pontchartrain and Leperstown. So um, I think he's pretty adaptable that way. And uh, you know, it's a small field. There's there's five left in it at the minute. Um, before decoration, so it, it, it look it's going to be straightforward. Best of luck as well, Paul. And uh, of course, you're, you're riding one for Emmett as well at the weekend. Yeah, um, I'm in Linkfield for Emmett. Uh, I've never been before, so it's 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 exciting. Somewhere somewhere new, see some something different. Um, I think I think the the idea of this meeting is 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 a great idea for. For the English trainers and a big incentive for the prize money to bring over Irish runners. Um, Emma Snow back in the clock, as we all know, and uh, excuse me, he was a, a good bumper horse. Um, he, you know, he, he's a horse that might might have a, a little bit up his sleeve going through his bumper farm, and um, you know, he was narrowly touched off in Fairy House the last day. It won't be easy, and, and you wouldn't expect it to be. With the prize money on offer there, you last year's Talworth winner in it, um, you know. But uh, I think the the fact he's had to run the handicap with Santim as well. Um, there's only twelve left in it now, uh, compared to the twenty one entries. So um, again, it'll it'll be it'll be something new for me to to ride around Linkfield. Uh, the ground is heavy there, which is a little unknown for us. But um, when Emmett Mullins is bringing one over, you you have to to. Take note of it, um, and the same goes for Sabina Starr with with Mike O'Connor, uh, Mike's claim and and um, the ability that are shown on the flat um, brings that into the reckoning as well. Yeah, best of luck with that. And I suppose, look, we must touch on last weekend. Dysart Dynamo. Uh, God, he was breathtaking, wasn't he? He, he, he? We spoke about you smiling after races, but you had a smile on your face after this fellow as well. Yeah. Um... It was a huge performance, I thought. Uh, there was a lot of horses going in there with, with um, you know, with big reputations. Um, and he made life work of it. He, he had the race fairly well blown apart at halfway. And, um, you know, I, I think he done nothing but open, open up more doors for himself uh, on the back of it because um, he went to proper gallop and, and he wasn't letting up. Uh, I left him cruise home from the back of the last. Um, but the, the race was all over well before that. Yeah, and I, I suppose, look, even with a, a view to the Dublin Racing Festival, um, you know, Willie has obviously has uh, some nice riches in this department, novice hurdle division. Sir Gerhard, uh, he's entered up over two miles at Leperstown, of course, as well. And I suppose, how does how did the two of them compare? Sure, it's very hard to compare them. Um, I rode one of them in a grade two and the other in a maiden hurdle. So, um, Sir Gerhard's Profile is obviously a lot better known than Dyser Dynamo being the champion bumper winner. Mm. Um, he'll have, he, look, he, he'll have a, a stiffer task uh, on his hands at the Dublin Racing Festival um, and he'll have to step up there. But we know the engine he has, and uh, you know, all he, all he showed us at Christmas was that he, he can jump hurdles, and uh, I was taken by, by the way he jumped actually. I, I, I thought he was very good at it. and. Um, Seems well at home. Uh, hopefully, he can get the job done there and give us a good headache to uh, to to work through between there and 
and, and March. Yeah, another one um, that uh, won at Tremor. Uh, he's impressed plenty. Um, might have went slightly under the radar. El Fabiolo. Uh, he sort of went from the front. Um, I know the ground was testing on the day, but could he be one maybe as he steps into uh, to um, or steps up in grades? Could he be one that could go under the radar this season, Paul? Um, I think with what he done in Tremor, he won't go under the radar too much. Um, there's been plenty of talk about him. Look, it wasn't the strongest made hurdles by any sense. Um, and he has um, the experience of, 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 of running in France over hurdles. So, um, but no, the way the way he opened up from the bend down to the second last, especially for me, was was taking. And you can only beat what's in front of you. And he, he, he couldn't have been any, he couldn't have done that any easier. So, um, yeah, he's, 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 you know, people often, you know, don't look to Tremor for Cheltenham winners, but uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to write plenty down there that instead of got on and done it in Cheltenham. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely uh, put himself in the mix in, in, in the, the top novice hurdle company for us uh, this year, anyway. Yeah, speaking of hurdles, obviously, Honeysuckle, uh, she was impressive, but uh, appreciate is one on, on, on plenty of people's lips. Uh, I know that Manny were looking forward to him going over fences. Uh, how is he, and are we likely to see him soon? Yeah, he um, obviously had a, a setback, um, and is 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 going to stay over hurdles now. Um, you know, he blew the field apart in the the Supreme Novices last year. Um, I'm really looking forward to having a go at at Honey Soccer Land, something something like him. Um, no one has got the better of her yet, and we're all trying. So um, he has the potential to, to give her a race, so it won't be easy, uh, given her weight and everything. But um, I'm looking forward to crack at her on, on the likes of him anyway. It, uh, it'll be exciting. Um, you know, I think he, he probably is. I, I don't know what the, the market is for the champion hurdle at the minute, but if, if he arrives there, he'll probably be second favourite. I, I think he has the potential to 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 make it exciting anyway. Yeah, absolutely. An impressive winner, of course, of the Supreme Novice Chase Division. Uh, Ferdy Hollow and Blue Lord. That could be a bit of a problem for you, could it? <laughs> uh, indeed. They, uh, they're two very different types of horses. Um, after speaking about appreciated, I suppose Fernie Hollow has, has beat him and he's beat Bob Ollinger. Um, he gave £13 to, to Riviera to tell in, in the article, which was a huge performance. I don't think she gets the credit that she deserves for uh, the race she made it in Leperstown. And um, yeah, they'd <laughs> be a nice headache to have anyway. Um, but Blue Lord has improved uh, a lot from going over fences in my book as well. Mm, absolutely, and Gallop and the Champ, you, you won't get a more breathtaking winner of a of a beginner's chase. He was foot perfect, wasn't he? He was. Um, yeah, you, look, he'll have to do it again um, at a higher level, but take nothing away from what he done. Um, he was an armchair right around for me, and you know, he was probably hard enough horse to place the start of last year. 
Um, ended up in the boys' race at Cheltenham and was very good. Finished off his his season in in Punchestown and I think has developed a lot uh, in the meantime uh, physically. And uh, yeah, it, was, it looked it looked and felt a special performance in the beginners, you know, uh, in in Leperstown. But he lives he lives different tasks ahead. But he's he's definitely one going the right way. Yeah, and like you know, he obviously. Stepped up the three miles at Punchestown uh, last year over hurdles, and I suppose with the the one thing that struck me in, in by watching his beginner's chase win is I suppose the pace he showed down the back and how quickly he jumped over two and a half miles. And I know um, you know lots of chat about you know what way he will go, but is is there a case genuinely to to, to be keeping him over two and a half miles this season? Definitely, definitely. Um, he's. To me, in Leprestown, he was looking for the next fence. He wanted to take it on. He loves jumping fences, and uh, he's by no means slow. So, um, as I say, he's matured a lot, and you know, he he he's the, after winning in Punchestown last year. He has the option of, of going out trip as well. So that makes him even more exciting. But um, if he turned up over two and a half or three, he, he'd be competitive. Um, but again, he, he, he has to do it the next day. Yeah, and uh, Brandy Love is, is a mayor I wanted to ask about, Paul. Obviously, um, she came from the point-to-point uh, scene and um, you know, she's, a maiden, she's a good winner at NACE. Is the plan for her to go to the Dublin Racing Festival at, at the moment? Um, I, I presume so. She, uh, she, 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 she probably wants another run before she, she gets to Cheltenham. Um, you know, she ran the start of start of middle of December, uh, to March being plenty far off. She's she she as you say, she's a point of pointer, she loves jumping. Um she she travelled really well around around Nace and, and quickened up nicely up the straight. Um yeah, she's excited. She's she's not the easiest to ride. She'd make her, her own run in that day. So um you know, she, she likes getting on with it, but she she's tough behind that. Um, we we know she stays, and um, yeah, she's one of plenty of, of nice mares that are in there. And uh, you know, I'd imagine the majority of them probably get another run, uh, and and they'll kind of sort themselves out more then. Fantastic, Paul. Listen, it was an absolute pleasure um, having you on the Champion League podcast for episode number ten. And uh, listen, we we wish you the best of luck on himself this weekend. Uh, and urge you in and uh, look, best luck for the rest of the season. Paul, it was a pleasure. So, in urge you in, I'm, I'm wondering where Barry's going to jump off if he gets beat. And all answers will be treated in the You're strictest looking for forfeits, Mike least, Vince. I'll give you a forfeit. At least until uh, after the You're program. You're looking for a forfeit. <laughs> but the champ.ie podcast moves on. Let's look at the Irish action this weekend because it's got some pretty good stuff. One standout race at Navan, and let's start with that before I go around to the panellists and ask about the rest of Navan and also a really good, potentially, although we wait for the uh, confirmations card at uh, Thurley's on Sunday. Ronan, um, Tiger Roll, Rob James rides, top weight. Um, Davey Russell's going to get his duffel coat. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it'll be all eyes on Tiger Roll. I'd imagine this would be his last start before Cheltenham. Uh, and it will obviously be interesting to see how he goes. Um, he's a big old price. Uh, and I guess they'll want to see a bit more from him. Um, 
not that it you know not that he showed much form going into Cheltenham last season, but it's nice to see him run along and finish mid division. I think they'd feel a lot better about going to Cheltenham then. And uh, but if he was disappointed and tailed off again, I don't know. Maybe they. Uh, maybe they might have to think about it. Uh, it's it's a nice betting race, this, and I think it's quite open. And with that in mind, I'd like to take on the the top two kind of in the market. It's good to see that bookmakers have priced this up already. Uh, Maris Harper and Bread and Butter are there at the top of the market. But as I said, I think it's quite open. I'd be willing to give a chance to a couple here. The very man would be one, Sean O'Keefe riding for Jessica Harrington. Uh, he ran well in his first start for Jessica Harrington in the Tara Handicap Hurdle here before Christmas. He was running on really well at the end. Uh, he's got good form at Navin, and I forgive him his last run. He pulled up at Leopardstown, but that was his first start over three miles over hurdles, and he was reported to have made a kind of, I think he was bleeding after the race. They had a, Maybe he wasn't bleeding, but he, he had some sort of excuse after the race they reported to the Stewarts. So I'd excuse him that and give him a big chance at 16-1. to 1. The other one I would mention is Score Mar. Uh, he's another with a good record at Navin. He's 19 pounds lower over hurdles. Excuse him his last run. Uh, it was a seasonal debut there, Cork, and he was easy to back and finished well down the field. But if I saw a bit of money for him, he'd be really interesting. He's got lots of good form around Navin, and he was once fifth in a Coral Cup. Um, so I'd give him a chance. He's 19 pounds lower over, over hurdles, and definitely if there was a bit of money for him, he'd be very interesting. So they'd be my two there uh, in, in, the, in the good handicap hurdle at Navin. And JP got five in it, including Damalisk representing the Harties who won it for the last two years. Um, do you see it being green and gold or not, Tom? You're on mute, I think. Um, I don't think so, Mike. Um, I think he'll have to improve a bit for his last couple of runs. Um, Bread and butter is a solid choice in here. He bumped into one in Punchestown the last day. An epic song of Martin Brazel's and Mulroyne's, who was gambled off the boards and duly obliged um, from big prices to two to one favourite that day. He's been very consistent in his last few runs in good handicap, so he'll be there, thereabouts. Um, a bit further down, Palace Rock has to get a mention. Um, it was very messy the last day in Leopardstown for him, and he missed a couple of hurdles at vital time. He will have to settle a bit better over this further trip, though. That is the big thing with him. But um, if he, if Paddy O'Hanlon can get him in a nice slot and get him settled, he's only nine stone eight in his back. Um, he should be there thereabouts. One of the more interesting ones a bit further down is Curious Times. He ran all right in his return after a long layoff the last time. And one that it's probably not this weekend, but one that I definitely would keep an eye on for the future is the horse right down at the bottom. He's a good bit out of the weight. Peckham Springs. Um, he's run some nice races and he's run some horrible races. But he does have ability, and this is his first run for Dermot McLaughlin. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do this weekend with something to look forward to in the future. He's only a five-year-old. Um, he won well one day in Pointestown with not jumping well, but stayed on well. So um, he'd be the horse out of this. I'd be keeping an eye on for future references. But um, looking at it, I probably would go for bread and butter. He's had the, the better form of these kind of in good handicaps lately, so he'd be my pick. Okay, let's move on and look at the rest of the Irish action. Um, gentlemen, you have the choice of the other races at Navin, two big field maiden hurdles and a monster lower grade handicap hurdle on that card. And Thurley, is, is it to be the return of uh, Alaho? Uh, we await the final decks. Uh, Tommy Coyle, have first innings on the rest of the Irish card. 
Yeah, um, the first race, the maiden hurdle, is actually a cracking little race. Um, I want to give a mention to Ard Law. Um, you know, um, Fiona Winches that owns it. Um, she goes into Mick Halifords and looks after this horse. Um, he done it very well from the front the last day. Very uncomplicated ride. Um, bounced out, made all. They didn't catch him. Um, the good horse of Willie's was third that day. Deployed the getaway. Um, so there was a lot to like about that run. Um, I do know the kind of plan is if he runs well here, he'd go to the Dublin Racing Festival and maybe on to Cheltenham. So um, with them kind of aspirations, he should be definitely in the mix of this. It's a good race. Um, I see Eamon Waters and Panda Waste. They have um, a new recruit in from France. Um, won once up there. And Gordon's down the bottom as well, who won well in Cork for some over hurdles. It's a good little race. Um, be interesting to see, but I, I, I like our lad the way he done it the last time. Um, just one in the handicap chase, probably going to be absolutely no price. And um, Gavin Cromwell's uh, routine excellence, um, massive gamble the last day in a maiden hurdle comes into a three mile handicap chase off eighty eight, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, probably could put two jockeys up on him and he'd still jump around and win. Um, so he'd be, he'd be the absolute steal for the weekend, but he'd be no price. Um, so that's kind of my run through. Uh, just give a mention, Connor uh, Orr was in this morning. He writes one for um, Lauren Fowler in the maiden hurdle, Ramwell the last day third in a thirdest maiden hurdle, uh, Missanda. Um, probably needed the run he thought after it, so she should have improved and run a nice race in the maiden hurdle as well for Lauren Fowler. Okay, so the final words. And um, he's a man of a few words, but they're always worth listening to. Uh, Ronan Groom. Um, third is a Navin discuss. Yeah, I've done the preview for Navin uh, in the Irish field. Um, I actually like that. Tom is right. That first race is actually quite good. Something from Cheltenham could could come out of that. Uh, Ebisari was the horse that uh, Gordon's down the bottom. He'd be adamantly chosen on his first start over hurdles down in Cork, and that's actually quite good form. Adamantly chosen was second to Gringo Dobrell on his first start over hurdles. So we did well to beat him there, Ebisari. So I thought he'd be the one to beat in that contest, getting the weight uh, off the rest of the field. Um, yeah, there's a few tricky handicaps as well. But in the, in the maiden hurdle, I like Gracas Caban for Joseph O'Brien. I thought he did really well. He finished third in the race, won by what do you want uh, over the course and distance last month as well. So I thought he might take the beating there against um, Amy Waters' Ash Tree Meadow. Uh, for Gordon, uh, over to Turles on Sunday. Very much looking forward to Alaho. This is the race he won on route to Cheltenham last season. He beat Ellie May in this, which turned out to be a really good performance given her run at Cheltenham as well. So I'd imagine they are going to come here soft ground. It'll be fine. Two and a half miles will be fine. And obviously the course will be nice prep for him for the Ryanair, if anyone's on him. And then Lingfield on Sunday, as we said, um, Mike, we're hoping this gets the... Um, gets the green light with the frost and all that but uh, i believe darver star is an intended runner in the two miles three furlong three and a half furlong race there uh, uh i like this horse after he got back on track uh punches down the last day there was a huge difference from his chase form and he really he really um got back to his best he won by 20 lengths there recorded a good time yeah, obviously it was only three runs ago that he was finishing third over hurdles um to Epitant in a champion hurdle. Uh, I think he's an outside chance of the, the stairs hurdle. So if they are to have those sort of aspirations, um, I think he can go and beat Bruin up Storm here, getting six pounds off him. 
and, and might just emerge as a stairs hurdle candidate after this. So uh Darby Star over at Linkfield in the new uh, Winter Meridian race there. Yeah, I think Sunday is less of a worry. Thursday night's the very cold night. We've just got to safely navigate that. So look forward to a really bumper weekend. Well, I'll give the lads just a moment or two to think. We'll just tell you, of course, next week on champ.ie, it will be all about trials there at Cheltenham. And the week after that, it will all be about the Dublin Racing Festival. So the next two weekends, huge action both weekends. And the boys are going to burn the midnight oil. Uh, Roland's already admitted that he's on a dry January, so he's got no excuse. Uh, Barry Dawes not going to blame the wife for anything else, I don't think, in the next week. Uh, so, Mr. Coyle, you've got a lot to live up to. And I'm just uh, playing for time to give you lads one last chance to have a think. And I'll even go in first this week. Naps and next best to conclude these proceedings. I'm going to nap remastered against Raw Pagal. I think the weight advantage might just finally tell. And uh, Monbeg Genius to win the bumper at Ascot next best. So who did they name that after, I wonder? Um, Barry, Nat and Ojamin, next best is? I was going to wait for the drum roll, Mike. Present arms and fire and Ojamin for the nap, seven to four. And next best, uh, Winston's Corner. Winston's Corner runs at Turles. And that, of course, is on Sunday. On Sunday. Um, Thomas Coyle, Esquire, trainer. Good guy, uh, form wizard. <laughs> Just um, yeah, nice build up there. All right, um, it's the first thing I've gone for me for a while. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I like I like Jeremy's flame in that um, mares and I was chasing Turles, so I'm gonna nap her. Um, I thought she was very good for a key in these the last day, and um, she'll have Manila and the Manila Melody to beat and Rabina. But I think she could probably take a step forward and be a good mare over fences. So she'd be my nap. And I'm going to I'm going to put Palace Rock um, as my next best each way. I think just lightweight. Um, if he settles, he'll be there. And what does the Irish field's finest have to say for himself? Um, I'm going to nap. Lord the Maze Neil, Mike, I'm reluctantly taking you on with my nap. I just think he's rock solid at Haydock uh, on the heavy ground. And my next best is going to be going for a bit of a price. I'm going to take the very man in Navin in the 140 there. Uh, the, the, the Navin handicap hurdle, I think he can run well at 61. The very man, Ronan Groom. So that is it from this edition of Champ.ie. Huge thanks to Paul Tannen. We do bring you the big names on champ.ie. And this weekend, it could be a headline weekend for Paul Townend. Uh, if it isn't, it won't be a headline weekend for Barry Doyle, Thomas Coyle and Ronan Groom. We'll see you next week. Good punting, good luck and goodness me, what a weekend to look forward to we have. It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by a 